Aloha, I'm Clifford from your Manoa Safeway. Can't decide what to eat? Whether it's lunch or dinner, you'll find a perfect meal in the Safeway Deli. Handcrafted sandwiches, fresh sushi prepared by our in-house chefs, signature salads, our famous fried chicken and tenders. Add a side like creamy mashed potatoes or mac and cheese, all fresh and ready to go every day. Stop by this week to get a hot deal on rotisserie chicken, only $5.88 each with in-and coupon. This is Clifford from Manoa Safeway, and we'll see you soon. Hey, what's going on, Pittsburgh Steelers fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Steelers Connection. I'm Jeff Hardman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, the best place for all your Pittsburgh Steelers news. Make sure you check us out there. The topic for today, and, and what we kind of do in this show, if you haven't listened before, is we want to get you all familiar with what's going on with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Obviously, in season, there's a lot to talk about. In the off season, there might not be as much, but we're getting really close. We're in those five to six weeks, that dog days, those dog days of summer that we always refer to in the NFL calendar where it just seems like everything is dragging on. It's just one thing after the next, but you know what? Football's right around the corner. I'm excited. You should be excited, especially for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You should be excited because this team could be really, really good in 2017. Now, when people talk about the Steelers and they talk about the grand scheme of their success, uh, they almost always point to the offense, and rightfully so. Uh, The offense is anchored by Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, Martavis Bryant, um, and an offensive line that is just absolutely tremendous. The one position, though, that people don't talk about, and if they are talking about it, they typically refer to it as a weakness, would be none other than the tight end position. Everyone knows about Ladarius Green. Ladarius Green did not pan out, uh, continually uh, injured, things of that nature. But the question is, and this is going to be the topic for today's episode, is, well, what exactly is the Steelers' tight end position? What can you make of the Steelers' tight end position? Is it good enough? Is it just okay? Ah, that's that's what that's what we're going to talk about. So let's look at the depth chart first. When you talk about the Steelers and you talk about all the different positions that are having some type of camp battle or or off season battle, I mean, there are some that are just stacked with talent, stacked with roster numbers, just ridiculous from the wide receiver camp battle to the cornerbacks to uh, even even other positions. Uh, safety, there's a lot of safeties on the roster as well. Tight end is not one of those positions. When Ladarius Green was released from the Steelers, they didn't really pick anyone else up. Uh, they didn't address it in the NFL draft. They didn't take a tight end. Uh, they they do have two rookie undrafted free agents on the roster. But other than that, the Steelers essentially said, you know what? We like what we have. In other words, we're good. Don't need it. We're good. Here's the problem, though. You have to look at the depth chart and wonder, like I said earlier, is it good enough? Jesse James is now clearly the number one tight end. He's been that for a full season already in 2016 when Ladarius Green was going through his injury issues. And here he is back in 2017. He seems to be the most consistent tight end. His blocking, which was the biggest knock on him coming out of Penn State, has improved dramatically. Uh, you saw several plays this past year where he was the tight end that came out very Heath, Miller, Heath Miller-esque and blocking on those wide receiver screens and, and really setting the seal for them. Good signs for Jesse James. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie. 
MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. There's a time and a place for black and white. Like when you're learning to play piano. Or when you want a big two-toned cookie. Or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white. So go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing. From banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. But who's after Jesse James? They had Green. They thought he was going to be that move tight end that can get down the seam. Well, the next person up is probably Xavier Grimble. Grimble played well last season. Uh, he caught two touchdowns, and they were two big touchdowns against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals in Week 2 and the Baltimore Ravens on that Christmas Day game. Uh, he has a lot of room to improve in a lot of different ways, but he's also brings a different dynamic um, to the offense that maybe Jesse James doesn't. He has a size. Jesse James is a little bit more athletic. Xavier Grimble is just a load. He's tough to bring down. And I will say, and I'll, I'll give a shout-out to uh, Fred, who writes on our website, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. If you haven't checked out his ridiculously in-depth article on Xavier Grimble in terms of breaking down every single one of his receptions and targets by the different type of routes, how they're run, how many targets, how many receptions, how many touchdowns, personnel groupings. It's all there. Check it out. Great article. You want to learn more about the tight end position, how the Steelers deploy them, and Xavier Grimble, that's your, argue, that's your article for you. So Xavier Grimble, he's going to be probably number two whenever they deploy a two tight end set. But if they're going to put a third tight end on the field, it's going to be David Johnson. David Johnson was a free agent. They signed him again. And everyone thought that David Johnson was going to be the guy that was probably going to get cut. If not him, Xavier Grimble would. Well, then Green gets released, and next thing you know, David Johnson's back in the fold. He has good blocking skills. He's been primarily used as a blocking tight end. He sort of filled the the Matt Spath role when Spath and Miller were the one and two tight ends for the Steelers. So David Johnson, he has his limitations. He got some passes last year, but still... It's, uh, he's probably the number three tight end on the depth chart. So who's left? Uh, it's those two undrafted rookie free agents that I spoke of earlier. Scott Orndoff and Faison Odom are the only two other guys. Now, Orndoff played his played his uh, college football at Pitt. He, uh, did a tr- he did a good job. He is, in my opinion, very much a Heath Miller type player. Uh, uh, let's let me rephrase that. He's a young Heath Miller type player. He's a guy that is athletic. He can really 
do some things with the football in his hands after the catch, but he's not a burner. He's not someone that you say, okay, here's our athletic tight end that's going to be able to go out and beat man coverage, and it's really going to be an asset. I don't think that Orndorff makes the opening day with the week one 53-man roster, but at the same time, I think that he do, does make it to the practice squad, and I think he does have a role on this team in the future if everything pans out and he continues to, obviously, the things that rookies have to do, learn the playbook, show that they can understand everything, absorb all that. So you have Orndorff in there. And then Odom, he's from Fordham, Fordham University, and that's something that a lot of people would say, ah, that, I've never even heard of that place. Or you might have heard of it, but you didn't know that it was a football school. It used to be a very good football school uh, back in the day, way back in the day. But Odom is huge. He's six foot eight. He definitely made the transition in, in sports, but ultimately what he brings to the table is just a ridiculous size advantage. He's tall, thin-framed, not the best blocker. If there's going to be a guy that's going to fill that really active movement tight end role that almost like a wide receiver at the tight end position role it would be Odom but everything that you hear about this kid is that he is just not ready that's not a cut on him you play to Fordham they're not really churning out NFL talent like say half the schools in the SEC so you have him from Fordham he could be another guy that could be more of a project you put him on the practice squad you see if they can develop him Maybe. You never know. He could turn into uh, a weapon for the Steelers. But as of right now, I'd say that he's a a practice squad player. If that, maybe he doesn't even make the practice squad. We'll see. But here's the thing. We want to look at the tight end position, not just about the roster and not the, not just about the depth chart, but this group, this group as a whole, is this an asset to the team? Jesse James, Xavier Grimble, and David Johnson, are they enough for the Steelers? I say yes. And I say yes not because any of those players are, you know, superstars in the making or anything like that. I say yes because the Steelers have enough talent around them that they should be able to actually kind of mask that tight end position. Several times last year, the Pittsburgh Steelers, with without Martavis Bryant and sometimes without Le'Veon Bell, were still able to exploit defenses with their tight ends because... They were able to actually get mismatches with using two, three tight ends. It's a chess match. And despite what many people may think, Todd Haley's pretty good at that chess match. I can't say that that's like a huge vote of confidence in him. I mean, for crying out loud, when you have all those weapons, you should be able to create mismatches for your players. And I think that the tight ends for the Steelers are good enough to win. Look at the Rob Gronkowskis, the Antonio Gates back in the day, the Jimmy Grahams. Those are players that can transform an offense. Steelers don't have that. They don't have those on their roster. What they have are a bunch of guys that fill their roles and play well. If Xavier Grimble can develop some type of consistency, Jesse James continues on his upward trajectory, and David Johnson continues to do his job, like we spoke about earlier, blocking, having the occasional reception, this tight end group will be just good. It will, will be good enough, more than good enough, for this 2017 Steelers team. The Steelers get a little bit of production from the tight end. It opens up things for the outside as well as the running game, and that is what makes this Steelers offense that much more lethal. A lot of people will say, "Yeah, but what if they had Ladarius Green?" Well, they don't. So you have to look at what they have right now. You have three players. You got two potential players that could be on the practice squad. 
tight end is not a high, is not a marquee position for them, but at the same time, it is good enough to win, and that's what it's all about in Pittsburgh. We'll see you next time. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.